Grab your mug and take a chug He's about to spill the tea Saucy chatter on subject matter It's just between you and me Sit on back and hear him yak It's gossip to a tea It's cup of joe Cup of joe Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to Cup of Joe, a podcast about all things I am obsessed with, from what? The Real Housewives, to who? RuPaul's Drag Race, and so much more, plus the candid celebrity interviews you won't find anywhere else. I'm your host, Joe Drake. Okay, here's the deal. I know I say the candid celebrity interviews you won't find anywhere else. And yes, that is true. But I am just going to be real with you people this week. I'm working on some guests. We've got a great lineup coming up. Unfortunately, the guest and even the backup guest this week fell through. You know what? And that's what happens. Actually, that happened a lot when I was working in production when I first started in the talk show biz and boy oh boy when a celebrity drops it was like all hands on deck because you have got to fill that slot but this isn't a talk show and i'm not getting paid and abc and nbc and cv no one's paying me but the show must go on so i committed to doing a podcast episode every wednesday and i'm doing it so this week i am your celebrity guest. And you know what? I think it's the perfect week for this to happen because I did kind of lie to you guys last one, two, three weeks because I say that I'm going to talk about pop culture stuff, but I've had such fantastic conversations with such interesting people that I wanted to air those rather than bore you with my thoughts on what's going on in the world. So this week, I'm going to bore you about my thoughts on what's going on in the world. Frankly, though, if you've made it to episode eight, I think this is the eighth episode, you like it. You've come back because you like it. You've come back because you like me. You've come back because you hope Trixie Mattel will come back. Who knows? Maybe she will. All right, let's get right into the tea this week because there is a lot of tea to spill. The tea is exceptionally good today. Who made this? Okay, if you guys may or may not have seen yesterday, Tuesday, March 23rd, the Real Housewives of New York season 13 trailer was released. Now, it is debuting on Bravo on Tuesday, May 4th at 9 p.m., which was talking to my aunt. She wanted to make sure that it was on Tuesdays. She just wanted to clarify. And I'm happy it's on Tuesdays because guess what? I'm available on Tuesday nights. There's not a lot of what a lot to watch on Tuesday nights. And that is the perfect housewife night for me. Just saying. Uh there was a notable absence from the uh the season 13 trailer, and it is a friend to the podcast, Miss Dorinda Medley. I gotta say, um, you know, and fellow podcast host who I love, Evan Ross Katz, who I don't even think he knows who I am, but I enjoy him. So I think of him often and follow his stuff. Um, 
you should listen to his podcast, but then come back and listen to mine. Anyway, um, he, he tweeted something really good. And I think everyone can sort of agree. You know, he said last season, he thought Dorinda needed to go. That was his opinion, not mine. But after watching the season 13 trailer, he said, okay, we need Dorinda back. And I could not agree more. Now, I think they could have kept everyone, including Ramona and Luann, the OGs. Um, obviously keeping Sonia. Uh, I just didn't think there was a reason for Dorinda to go. Yes, she had a really rough season last year, as she told us on the podcast. Um, but there were empty slots to fill. Tinsley left. Bethany had left. I mean, in Beverly Hills, there's like 72 housewives. So I think they should have kept the ladies, kept Leah, and, you know, brought on the newbies. Of course, we were introduced to new housewife Ebony K. Williams, which I love that full name. I mean, Ebony's fabulous, but Ebony K. Williams. Um, she she looks like an exciting addition. I mean, the the thing I love most about the... The trailer was she's she's basically putting Ramona in her place, which let's be honest, that's what we all wanted. Okay, like we can talk openly. Ramona's not listening. She won't be coming on the podcast. I mean, if she wanted to, I would say yes. But we can talk openly. I mean, of all the housewives to have gotten the axe, I think we all thought it was going to be Ramona because she's been on for 13 seasons or was for 12 as of last year. Now 13. Um, but, you know, one of my friends who shall remain nameless because he doesn't like when I shout him out, um, made a good point. He was like, what if this season is all about taking down Ramona? Now, I'm not saying that Bravo or the production company are this is their goal. I know some of the people that work on the show, they're great people. I don't think it's that produced or contrived, but I do think maybe subconsciously there is something about like, Ramona is the ultimate Karen of the housewives. I mean, as we saw in the trailer, she referred to her assistants or whoever w was working for her as the help to which Ebony K. Williams, I'm going to use her full name from now on, responded and I was like, that was inappropriate. Like it is 2021. You can't refer to the people that work for you as the help. So I think there is going to be something. I think Leah and uh, Ebony K. Williams are going to be um, calling Ramona out for her bullshit. And maybe it is the takedown of Ramona. Maybe this is her last season. And then I think Bethany and Dorinda should come back, keep Ebony, keep Leah, bring on some more diversity. I mean, there is more diversity. Apparently, there is a friend of this season, and her name is Bershawn Shaw. She was making headlines because people reported that she was filming with the Housewives. People thought they were going to give her an apple, and she was going to be a housewife. She isn't just yet, but she is a friend of. She just tweeted today, before I started recording, a picture of her sort of alongside the cast. So uh, she very much has a contract and has filmed with them. And I think she's really going to bring it. I know they're trying to test the waters before they bring on new blood, but I have a feeling about this chick. She's uh, 
there's something about her that I think is going to be exciting. I mean, the trailer in and of itself was crazy. It was fun. But I keep saying, where is the drama? Now, we saw a producer who's a friend of mine. Hi, Darren. If you're listening, actually the executive producer of this season was hauling Sonia away from a fight. Now, in my housewives, um, putting my housewives hat on, I feel like I can now dissect what happened. I feel like it looks like it's like this like intense altercation, but let's call a spade a spade. Sonia looked, Sonia was drunk and uh, Darren had to remove her. I think it looks like we're going to get some like really intense altercation, which it probably is. But I think at the end of the day, it was just a, a drunken moment. I don't get the feeling that there's ac- any actual fighting this season. Um, again, aside from Ebony K. Williams telling Ramona that she's a Karen. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I just feel like without Dorinda, without Bethany, even Tinsley's antics gone. I mean... I don't know. It just looks like they're kind of doing, you know, they're painting naked guys. They're going to Salem, Massachusetts and wearing witch hats. They're jumping around in pasties with their boobs out, which I totally support. I mean, you know, enjoy yourself, enjoy your body. I don't know. It just seems sort of like a kooky season, but I am here for it. And I hope to have on all the ladies except for Ramona. Okay, speaking of having on all the ladies, I am working on an important booking because, uh, full disclosure, I used to work for Bethany Frankel's talk show. And uh, I, uh, it was quite the experience, and I learned a lot, and I really do like Bethany. And I've been in chats with, um, with trying to get her on because I think she liked me, and I liked her, and she supports people that uh, do their own thing. So I'm hoping that, you know, me starting my little passion project with this podcast, Bethany's like, oh yeah, come on and chat. Because we got to chat about the fact that Bethany got engaged. And not only did she get engaged, but she was such a savage in, I don't know, it was her, her PR people, I don't know. But the news of her engagement to fiance Paul Burnin came minutes after the season 13 trailer of housewives came out now coincidence i think not i mean actually it could be a coincidence i honestly don't think bethany cares about housewives anymore i don't think she doesn't care about them but i don't think she cares if that makes sense i mean my girl dorinda posted a picture of the new cast tagging all the ladies and promoting season 13 so that was I think taking the high road, but fans and, you know, the tabloids are taking punches at Ramona or not Ramona at, excuse me, taking punches at Bethany or maybe praising Bethany for coming out with this engagement news. Um, I mean, her divorce is finally finalized after what seems like has been 74 years um, from her ex, Jason Hoppy. Ironically, her fiance, Paul kind of looks like Jason. I mean, she has a type. It's this sort of like tall, skinny, nerdy, handsome white guy. I don't know. That's just the vibe I get. Um, 
They did split up recently, her and her now fiance, but clearly they're back together because she has a rock on her finger. And I'm not sure if you saw, but apparently, allegedly, it's worth $3 million, which like, what? And it is allegedly 20 carats. I mean, I guess if you're Bethany Frankel and you have all that money, I mean, I'd probably be buying my own engagement ring. I don't know. It looks good. I mean, here's the thing. I'm not saying Bethany's behind this because I don't want to trash talk her as I'm trying to get her to come on the podcast because Bethany, I love you. Please come on. But here's the thing. And I think she would admit to this, you know, people out there don't realize that there are folks that tip off the press. There are folks that tip off the uh, paparazzi. They don't just happen to be places all the time. Yes. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's organic and natural and they just happen to be on the beach where Bethany is with her engagement ring. But sometimes there's a little bit more showbiz and razzle-dazzle behind the scenes. And this is not just for Bethany's engagement news. This is for everything. I mean, I that's my little insider advice or tip. When you're reading these things and seeing these pictures of people... There's a little bit more behind-the-scenes action that happens than I think people realize. Um, that's not to say that any of these people are at fault. It's just, it's called show business for a reason. And there's a lot of machinery behind the scenes that uh, with the wheels turning. Uh, but I'm happy for Bethany. I think it's it's great. Finally, she's cut the cord with Jason after a really long and um, tumultuous divorce. Um, and I just, I do secretly love that it came out like minutes after the trailer because of course the likes of Ramona and Luann, who I don't really think have great things to say about Bethany anymore. They're like, you, you know, as Ramona said, you don't support other women. Wow, Bethany. Wow. Speaking of show business and razzle-dazzle and things that happen behind the scenes, I want to touch base on Meghan Markle and Prince Harry again. Because if you caught my episode with the amazing Rob Shooter, we broke everything down, but there are updates that happened. Meghan said in the interview that she and Harry actually got married a few days before the big royal wedding. Hoopla. Um, she said, quote, you know, three days before our wedding, we got married. No one knows that the vows that we have framed in our room are just the two of us in our backyard with the Archbishop of Canterbury. Now, a lot of people came out after that, especially, um, you know, people that know what's required technically for this kind of stuff saying, you know, there wasn't enough witnesses they didn't sign anything. Like, there are all these sort of technicalities that they were harping on. Well, unfortunately for Meghan and Harry's sake, they had to come out and do a little cleanup and say, um, and to uh, sort of just dust off the rumors and clarify what they meant. Now, a spokesperson for the couple did concede this past Monday saying, quote, the couple exchanged personal vows a few days before their official legal wedding on May 19th. The, uh, in my opinion, this is what always happened. 
it it might not have been legal, but what Megan was saying was the two of them in the privacy of their own home with the archbishop exchanged their vows. I think I think that was beautiful and um it might not have been legal or official yet, but in in the eyes of the two people that love each other, that's the ceremony. That's the marriage. Those are the vows. I mean, a lot of Megan haters out there are are now saying, well, if she's lying about this, what else is she lying about? Well, I technically wasn't lying. I mean, we just didn't really get to the bottom of the whole story. I mean, it was only two hours. I would have watched 24 hours of that interview. But, you know, not everything could have been dissected with a fine-tooth comb. Um, and, I, I, the you know, especially as a gay person and, the you know, fighting for gay marriage and all this stuff, to me, the, the, the gay people that got married before gay marriage was legal are still married in my eyes. You know, at some point, yes, obviously we fought for the legalities under the law, but at the end of the day, in my opinion, when it comes to love and the union between two people, what, like I said, what Harry and Meghan did in their backyard was the official marriage ceremony for them. Yes, they legalized it. Yes, they went on to do the royal wedding stuff. But again, just, you know, like gay people, uh, gay people before gay marriage was legal, any vows that they exchanged before laws were passed doesn't negate how special and intimate and real an exchange of vows was before that time. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I guess. So I don't know. The, the Megan Harry interview will always be controversial and I'm here for it. I think aside from this cleanup from their spokesperson, it doesn't change the fact that they were treated differently, in my opinion. The fact of the matter is what the biggest takeaway from that interview for me was Harry and Meghan were treated differently than the likes of Kate and William and other senior members of the royal family. They did not do the cleanup work or in the damage control that they did for other people. So regardless of what they had to say about their uh, the legalities of their wedding doesn't change the fact that they had to leave because things were getting weird. All right, let's move on because there is something that I'm loving this week that I did not expect to love. So let's talk about what I am loving. Okay, I did not expect to love Justin Bieber's new album, Justice. But I do. Uh, I didn't even expect to give it a solid listen, to be honest. But several listens later, and after a good workout at the gym to the music, I have to say it is a very good pop album across the board. With that being said, I think it's his best album. Um, it's just it's just really well done. I don't know why I'm so perplexed as he's the number one you know, male pop star in the world, but I just did. I don't know. I don't know what I expected, but it exceeded it. And, um, I'm really into him lately. I mean, he'd obviously been around in the news 
this week promoting the album. He did an interview where he um, explained a place on his body where he vows never to get a tattoo. And of course, that has been clickbait all week uh, because I think everyone is assuming he's talking about a certain body part. But get your minds out of the gutter, people, because he said he promised himself to never get a tattoo on his hands, which I think is a pretty good rule, I guess. Although certain people have tattoos on their hands that I do like. I mean, Justin has like 17,000 tattoos on his body, which I guess putting our minds back in the gutter uh, allows for other body parts to get tattooed. Who knows? Maybe he has it tattooed. I'm not here to, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the information. Um, but anyway, that's what I'm loving this week. Not Justin's tattoos, Justin's album, Justice. Uh, as I was getting ready for this podcast today, I was listening to it and I'm going to listen to it when I'm done because it's great. Speaking of new music, this is something else I think we need to talk about because I was scrolling through Twitter last night and saw something that caught my attention. Miss Normani tweeted something. Now, if you're unaware, because maybe some of you people are, Normani is a former member of Fifth Harmony, a girl group formed on the X Factor by Simon Cowell, who I love. Anyway, Normani went on to do a little solo moment. She did a duet with Sam Smith, which is great. Her single last year, or was it 2019 at this point, Motivation, was a huge hit. Anyway, she tweeted last night or the other day saying, quote, wow, the record I'm making right now with a head exploding emoji. Now that is music to my ears because I have been waiting for Normani to follow up motivation with something. And Cardi B even doubled down tweeting, quote, Mama Normani, may we please get what we cannot keep talking about, meaning... Cardi knows what's up. Cardi's on the track. They filmed the video. Normani then responded to Cardi saying there's a video coming soon. So that's exciting because I'm really into New Music Fridays. New Music Fridays really make me happy. I think that's sort of why I got into Justin Bieber's album because I, I, I'm always looking for who's coming out with what. And I ask my friends who work in music to give me the 411 on who's releasing good stuff. I mean, literally every week I pray that Adele just surprises us and drops her highly anticipated new album. But as of this podcast on Wednesday, Wednesday, March 24th, we do not have it. We do not have it. Now, there has been rumors circulating for the last year or two that it's coming. We all know it's coming. I mean, she hosted... Uh, SNL last October and admitted it's not done yet. But people were even saying when she was hosting that, that it was, you know, her getting back out there in front of people because she was going to drop the album. Um, but again, we don't have anything yet. It, the rumors were even coinciding with the Grammys um, the last couple of weeks because allegedly she was supposed to be releasing a single that was going to feature Beyonce and they were going to open the show together. That's what I read on Twitter. Now, I read these tweets and I believe them. Like, just to tell you where I'm at in the world and also the culture in which we live. Because some random Adele fan from Hungary is tweeting about Adele opening for the Grammys. And I read that and I believe it. 
because I want to believe it. But I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. It's coming. She, oh my God, Beyonce, oh my God. Still nothing. Still nothing. The Grammys have come and gone. We have no Adele single performance or album. I, I, I have been thinking that like the moment that she drops her album after I give it a listen, I'm going to record an episode of the podcast and do one of these like reaction video things. That's really popular nowadays with the kids. Speaking of the Grammys, they came and went and I thought they really did a good job at producing um, yet another award show during a challenging time during a pandemic when you can't have big crowds, you can't have big events, but you know, just like this week's podcast, the show must go on. I mean, the VMAs at the end of last summer really kicked it off and did an incredible job. We've had the Emmys, we've had the Golden Globes, we've now had the Grammys, which leaves one more biggie to come up on April 25th, and that is the Oscars. Now, the nominations are out. I'm currently watching as many as I can, but from what I've seen so far, I think my two biggest recommendations are Nomadland and Promising Young Woman. Those so far, I love. I have yet to see Minari. That's the next on my list because it has a lot of great buzz and a lot of nominations. But anyway, the apparently apparently the uh, the plan for the Oscars is a go that there it will be outdoors, and there will be no Zoom. We will not see. There will be no acceptance speeches from people at home, which I'm kind of relieved by because you know what I think the Grammys did, which was great. They did, you know spacious, you know, seating outside. And that's what the uh, Oscars are planning on doing. Apparently they will be held at Los Angeles's Union Station, which I've never been to. But apparently it's going to be there and it's going to be pretty from what I've heard. Um, there will be stuff filmed at the Dolby Theater, which is where it usually is. And I hear that that's where the performances will be taking place. Because again, there will have to be performances for original song. And there are some great songs this year, as always, and we want to see them performed. Um, also, from what I hear, only Oscar nominees, their guests and presenters will be allowed to attend in person which I think is perfect. None of that, you know, none of the riffraff that fills the Dolby theater in years past will be invited. They're going to have to stay at home like the rest of us and watch. So basically it's going to be Francis McDormand and Andra Day sipping champagne outside at Union Station, which who knew we, th we would see that pairing? Who knew we would see it at that location? And may the best woman win. Because even though it's been a very strange year, there have been really, really great movies. And uh, I would give it to either one of them. All right, that's it for another, another episode of The Cup of Joe. Some takeaways. We're excited for Ebony K. Williams on Housewives. We are hoping Bethany Frankel joins us on the podcast. We are looking forward to an outdoor ceremony for the Oscars, and we are praying daily for a new Adele album. That's it.